This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Wanted us to play this into uh, Olenka. We were giving away tickets to see Rick Ashley on the show, and and we were gonna play him on the show, but then Bundes was like, "Oh man, I might get in trouble for that." We, we, I think we all agreed that it was kind of fun for a fun thought, but imagine you just tune into a radio station and you hear this, like, unless you're like in a throwback. Special show or something. Uh, Rick Ashley's just a supporting act for this mixtape tour that's coming up. It's like New Kids on the Block, Salt and Peppa on Vogue. Like, okay, let's just say Rick Ashley's playing a small club, okay? Someone offers you free tickets. Is the fact that you probably only know two songs from the guy enough of a reason to go spend like two hours watching him live? No. This is his other one, you know. Oh, sure. It sounds exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, they were big hit songs in the 80s. Sure they were. Um, but would that be enough to go see someone like that? Have you ever gone to a concert where you only knew one or two songs from the artist? I mean, you certainly wouldn't probably pay, but if someone gave you free tickets, you know, is it worth your time? I, uh, I, I didn't know anything about Coldplay. Wasn't a, a fan of them. Uh, and I had free tickets. Oh yeah! So I ended. What up, era of Coldplay though? This w- must have been around 2007 or eight. Okay, so they had probably three albums out. Yeah, four like, albums. Like, uh, they, they were definitely popular. Like you know, those first few few albums, people knew who they were. I yeah, this is an arena show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is arena show. It was at the ACC. I just didn't really know any of their music. Like I wasn't a fan of Coldplay. Okay, and. Uh, was impressed with the show. Like I thought they put on a good show. The spectacle. They had these like balloons, these humongous I was at that show. Yeah. Yeah. Fell out yeah, of the yeah, rafters. Yeah. For the yellow. Was yeah. it yellow? They yeah. all came down the oh, yellow balloons. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a pretty impressive spectacle to be in there and watch all that. There was definitely an energy in that in that place and I appreciated that very much. They um, filmed that show actually, I think for they? one of their concert videos. Yeah. Or at least uh, parts of it. Maybe they incorporated a bunch of shows into the video. But yeah. um yeah. What album would have they been touring Whoa. at that? time God, like what um, was the hit like viva, viva la vida oh okay like around there i think gotcha yeah yeah gotcha. i mean i saw Coldplay after their second album and i loved the concert like it was really it was pretty basic like they were on stage and they played their first i don't know five or six songs and they were there and you could see them and it sounded great but then all of a sudden they're in what this wicked song and it might have been like the scientist or something mm. and then all of a sudden these curtains fall off these screens and then each screen had each uh, member on it like mm-hmm. giant size zoomed in video of them on stage oh. and it just I don't know it, it, it was just the perfect time to see that band that was the time that I interviewed them uh, backstage before the show and Did Chris you? Martin gave me a hard time Did he? 
because he, uh, yeah, I was interviewing the guitarist, Johnny Buckland. And um, I said, oh, how, is your li- how have your lives changed? Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, we're all dating supermodels now. Kind of made a joke. And I'm like, well, speaking of which, there's rumors that like one of you is dating a pretty famous A-lister. Right. And it was right when Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin started uh, dating. <laughs> okay. And as, as I asked that question, Chris Martin walked by the room we were in mm. and heard me ask it without really hearing the setup. Oh, shit. And then when I was leaving, Chris Martin stopped me. Oh! <gasps> On my way out, and it's like, what would it go and ask some, so many personal questions or whatever? Like, he was really perturbed by this. Because uh-huh. I'm sure he was like, this is his first uh, you know, t- time in his life where he was all over the tabloids and stuff. Right. And I'm like, I, 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 go, I was just like shell-shocked. I'm like, I, I just ask questions, and if you don't want to answer them, I move on to other ones or whatever. Right. And um, he was obviously pissed off. But then, I guess Johnny witness this Mm -hmm. and then explain to him in front of you no after i had left that he kind of led me into that question okay like and so chris martin sent his apologies through a music rep how do i not know this story this story i feel like i've blanked on it because i feel like i'm hearing it for the first time you've heard every story i have chris martin Sent you an apology? Yeah, not directly from him, but to like he said, you know, oh, please send my apologies to that guy. I didn't realize, you know, how that came to be. So you got an email from the record rep saying Chris Martin asked me to tell you that he is sorry. Uh, Or did you get an email forwarded from the record rep saying Chris Martin wanted me to send you this? I kind of forget if it was delivered through email or if it was like somebody I knew, because we tend to know the music reps for the different companies, said, oh, uh, Chris Martin wanted to to apologize for the way he was talking to you after he it was a misunderstanding or something it was, it was something quick like that oh my that. god and you love Coldplay so much I did it must t- have been uh, crushing yeah. I mean now I'd be like oh yeah give me another reason to hate your music <laughs> first it's BTS <laughs> now <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah yeah that's crazy, man. He's a he's like a yeah. He's a pretty. He's notoriously private. He does not like attention. I get it. I I think it must be super awkward to be in the limelight like that. And he probably loved Gwyneth so much. It was so new. It was a new relationship, new relationship. and then everyone's asking about it. And he's like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Get off my back!" Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But anyway, s- still, like, yeah, for him to only hear a snippet of it, like you were led into that question. Totally. Essentially, that was nice of the guitarist to be like, "Hey, uh, to you clarify have been a dick that, because that this show, thing happened." That goes to show that they're really actually great guys because. If they did, a lot of artists would just see you as lower than they are and just wouldn't give a fuck if you left feeling terrible about it. Yeah. No, I I think they're pretty, like, easygoing guys. Like, a lot of people would have been like, ah, fuck him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who cares that I kind of made him feel bad? Yeah, the fact that, I mean, he didn't call me or anything, but, like, the fact that he just apologized via somebody else is something, right? Totally. Yeah. I've been to some shows. Uh, who did I see? Oh, my God. I'm going to blank on the uh, name of the artist. I was just walking on the Danforth. and uh, Lizzo. No, I didn't go to that show. I saw the huge crowd, and I'm like, who's this Lizzo yeah, You person? don't even know any songs, right? Uh, but I, I didn't go to that show. I just saw a huge crowd, and I'm like, oh. who's this artist? And it was right before Lizzo broke, mm-hmm. uh, certainly on the radio. And then I listened to some songs. I'm like, this chick's awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember introducing... 
to you, Lizzo, through the podcast. I think we played a song. Totally. Um, what's that artist's name with King? Um, uh, it wasn't King. It was um, her name was Bishop uh, Br- Briggs. Mm. You know that song, River. Uh, I think you've played it on the podcast before. I think I probably after that uh, show I went to. <laughs> it was. I only knew this song, and I had nothing to do, and my family was away, so I went to this concert. But, you know, any concert you see in a small venue with somebody who's kind of got some skill is pretty impressive. It's going to be yeah. good. Yeah, it was a great show. I uh, did the same thing at uh, the Danforth Music Hall. Yeah, you saw somebody you didn't really know? Yeah, this band called The Midnight. Um, and they are like a full-on 80s synthwave band. And they had like a full-on saxophone player that would come up and like rip sax solos during all this like synthwave music. Yeah. It turned out to be an awesome show. Like, Where? So were you just walking down the street and ended up going in? Or? Yeah, I just saw the poster. And the poster looked like a vintage like 1980s kind of thing. And I was like, well, that looks awesome. And based on the look of their band logo and their poster being like vintage 80s, I was like, I'll give this a shot. Were you alone? Uh, no, we, I was with a Friday Night Lady friend. We were just like on the Danforth. We went to... So uh, this is recently then? Well, sorry. Last, just, well, before, before the, the pandemic. pandemic summer. The summer before the pandemic. Well, happened. probably nice. before she was your Friday Night Lady friend. Yeah, like when we were just... Just, just friends. Just yeah. friends. Doing yeah. crazy <laughs> shit, like going to shows yeah. with... Artists you've never heard of before. It's cool. Like, you know, if it's not sold out, yeah. just walk in. That's what I did for Bishop Briggs. She just, I think she was one song into her concert and I was able to get in. Concert of that level, like, how much did it cost to just walk in? Like 20, 20 bucks? 20 bucks, something walk like that. Walk in, yeah. grab a drink, hear for some For me, songs. it might have been like 40 something, but still. Yeah, it is worth it. I love those smaller venues. Yeah. There's very few people I would pay to see at a large venue now. Yeah, it's just not the same Small for you. Small shows are always better. Yeah, yeah. I would better. much rather see someone I barely knew or didn't know in a club or small venue than see someone way too famous that, you know, like a Drake or a Rihanna or something like that at a big venue. I would never go to a show at the Rogers Center ever again. I went and saw uh, Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z and I had saw Jay-Z and Kanye at the Watch the Throne Tour at Scotiabank, which is a pretty big venue, but somehow mm. they made it feel intimate uh but the rogers i was raving about that show so when jay-z was back in town this time doing another co-headlining tour with an artist of that caliber i was like oh we gotta go and it just was not the same the rogers center sound sucks it depends where you're sitting though i i've had a few good experiences there have you where the sound was better than when i was at the scotiabank arena i saw ed sheeran I saw Ed Sheeran with my daughter. I saw I brought my whole family for Taylor Swift when she played there in 2015. I just feel like it's too big. If you're if you're <laughs> close to the speakers, it's not bad. And I saw the Foo Fighters there. Oh, and, wow. and Beyonce. Those are and all four of them were kind of cool in their own way. But again, uh, I paid, depends on where you're sitting. Actually, I paid for three of those shows. So I paid for Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and. Uh, and uh, Foo Fighters. It just felt like there was too much concrete. And it was it like- is. It's not. I mean, like, <laughs> I would much rather see a small venue show overall. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, eventually, you know, I'm just seeing, I know these songs already. And I'm already a fan of them. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the stage show, like, I've seen Nine Inch Nails a few times in arenas. And the visuals that they do are so impressive that it, like, kind of sucks you into the big show. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the coolest shows I ever saw was 
Ian Thornley doing Thornley stuff in Big Rec at the Mod Club. It was fucking off the wall, man. Yeah. Ooh. I saw Our Lady Peace at the Spectrum in Montreal. It was an amazing show because it yeah, was right so when intimate. they were blowing up yeah. and it's, uh, yeah, the yeah. band's tight. They figured it out. <laughs> it's pretty good. wonder if Rick Astley, uh, if you see him in a club, if you'd be like, oh my God, he has two hits, but all the other songs are fantastic. <laughs> I bet you he has it down to his science about how to get everybody rolling with, you know, he probably doesn't play it like... He probably rides a roller coaster of emotions with never going to give you up. You know? I don't know. You got to play that one. <laughs> probably does it like three or four times throughout the, throughout the set. <laughs> I've been to a, a concert where they played the same song to open it and close the show. Really? Oh, yeah. Which band? Raise a little hell. No. Um, yeah. Trooper. 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 At, uh, at, uh, in the, uh, it was at Buffalo Days, some outdoor festival in oh, Regina. They God. opened and closed with the same and song. And did the crowd love it? Yeah, I did. It was, well, there you go. Well, I'll think of it. It's their, probably their biggest song, right? Mm. Uh, Raise a little hell. I'm pretty Wasn't sure. Was it the Brightway sports cars, though? Uh, I, well, I'm did sure I they played to? it, but uh, not twice. They played. They opened and closed with the same song. Or maybe they forgot they played it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were just in a great mood. Let's do it again. Yeah. That was always the worst. Like, I worked as a DJ at this uh, bar at my university, and it was always the worst when people would come up and request a song you already played. And they'd be like, you'll play it again. Oh, fuck. like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> or, you know, Drunk people. Depends how, like, busy the place was. <laughs> who was asking. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes those bands that you go out to see that you know are going to be a bit cheesy, like the Rick Astley's, end up being the most fun. I've seen two shows like that. Uh, one was Tom Jones. Um, really? When I was working for this radio station <gasps> in Regina. I saw Tom Jones, our boss, because I, I worked in a, for a radio station in Regina that had like a top 40 side and an oldies side. And I worked on both uh, stations yeah. at the same time. And so he brought all the people that were working for the oldies station out. We had like second row seats. Tom Jones, it's not unusual to be Second row. But, now, oh, I, yeah. I'm assuming like a great big live orchestra style band. Big show, I yeah. I fucking love that. And it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Da, I knew, da, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Another one I saw was when I was working in Kingston and we were giving away tickets to the show on a, on a rock station called K-Rock. I don't know. How, I think we just thought it would be fun to do and the promoter wanted to have us give away tickets for Wayne Newton. You know, Wayne Newton, like, yeah, don't his... oh. He's <laughs> like, a, he's like a big Vegas, like, you know, he is to Vegas singing what Siegfried and Roy are for Vegas magicians, you know, oh like just God. a guy who is synonymous with Vegas. Anyway, he was playing the shit arena in Kingston <laughs> and uh, it was still pretty fun because he's like, he does like the whole, you know, they get, it's, it's like so cheesy. It becomes fun. And he had the whole band too, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. anytime you, you get that, it kind of blows your mind. Yeah. When you see the all the orchestra, it's it's really cool to be in a room with a live orchestra. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Well, um, you just topped everything. Rick Astley <laughs> uh, playing with En Vogue, Salt and Pepper, and New Kids on the Block for the mixtape tour coming up like next year. I guess it's next summer sometime, eh? In June. It's like June, tw- uh, yeah, June, June something or All right. Well. <laughs> Hang on for the Daily Take Two. It's coming up next.
episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. There's an asteroid in deep space on course to hit Earth. There was one that like came uh, fr- from the same direction as the sun the other day, and it passed by Earth closer mm-hmm. than they were expecting because they didn't really see it because the sun was blocking That's it. That's right. Yeah, so what do you got? Well, they're all over this asteroid, okay? They've got a plan in place. What they're going to do, and tell me, does this not sound like it should be Armageddon too? What they're going to do is they're going to send a spacecraft up there to nudge it off its course. Just give it a little push. Is it, do they really think it's going to hit Earth? I mean, here's the thing. It's known as the Double Asteroid Redirection Test Mission, a.k.a. DART. Okay. So the U.S. Space Agency will send the DART spacecraft up on November 24th, this November, aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket, and DART will smash into this asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. On October 2nd of next year. So it's going to take a year to get up there. And thank God we bunch of volunteers yeah including a dad and a son that's in love with somebody back here on earth to go in the spaceship no i think the spaceship is unmanned that's lame <laughs> put somebody on it now it's more interesting somebody who has no business being in space but they have a different set of skills <laughs> that's right yeah they know how to nudge things somebody who knows how to nudge things football players know how to nudge things they nudge bodies all the time yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, Tom Brady? Oh, he knows how to pass things. Yeah, people know how to nudge Tom Brady. He's right. not much of a nudger. We need more of a defense uh, lineman. Yeah, yeah, just some linebacker. <laughs> Maybe Gronk. Maybe Gronk, they could send him up. He's like Tom Brady's right-hand man. Okay. And then what could happen is, as it looks like this spaceship's going to blow up, we could have Tom Brady back on Earth, looking at the screen, having his final conversation yes. with Gronk. Go long, Gronk. Go long. Real long. What a song. Oh my God, this is a masterpiece. Is there anyone, I mean, there's not many people cooler. Than Aerosmith? And Steven Tyler. I mean, God. Um, I'd put him on my list of people I'd want to be like, to be like as a reincarnated human. Yes. And uh, I feel like he should write a song for this mission, right? Even if it is unmanned. It took this movie and this song for them to have their first number one song. It's hard to believe. Uh, More a question. Do we know if the mission fails, 
what kind of damage this asteroid would do? Like, do we know how big this asteroid is and the potential damage that it would do? They didn't say how big it was. And they, okay. they, you know, it's so far away. It's going to take a year for the spaceship to even get to the asteroid. I think this is stage one. There's a plan B. It's got to be a test. It can't be. It this can't be, this <laughs> can't be a real big problem. Yeah. This is, they're probably just testing this in case there what, is one that what, is a real you problem. Think they would tell you if it was a real big problem. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now you go. This got is stage going. one. Stage two is probably Look. when they bring Bruce Willis into the picture. Right? Goodness, you're not even convinced they really landed on the moon. So this is probably hundred <laughs> percent. You might not believe any of this anyway. Forty six percent of us are self conscious about this one thing in our home. Forty six percent of us. Any idea what it is? You bring you bring a group of people in, and they're like, "Oh, look Ooh. at this!" And we're like, "Oh God!" Is it an object or it's a room? It's a room. It's it's a it's it's an object in many rooms. Oh, well, the um, furniture. Not oh. the furniture, oh. but you're onto something. It's in that category. Oh, it's uh, the a stuff l- on the walls. A lamp. <laughs> lamp. <laughs> a lamp. Don't look at the lamp, please. Lampshades? Is it lampshades? <laughs> no, More. it's Bad the answer. Bad answer. <laughs> it's the artwork. You're right. Uh, and the biggest reason is not because like you didn't spend much money on it. It's because we feel like it's either too small or too big for the wall that we put it on. Like we rarely get that right. We rarely get it in a place where we're like, yes. That's right. Yeah, and height makes a big difference. Oh a lot God. of people hang art too high. They really do. And it's, you just go, and there's a calculation. You just go online and say, well, how high do you hang art? And you measure it, and then it'll tell you, like... Oftentimes, it's kind of point. at your sight line, right? Unless you're, like, seven feet tall. True. So, in a, <laughs> in a dining room, for example, if you're lucky enough to have a separate dining room, mm-hmm. the artwork should be at the right eye level based on your sitting position. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a hallway, it would be, like, the right eye line for, like, walking by it. So, if you are looking to freshen up your space... Uh, interior design experts are actually saying it's kind of the end of an era of minimalism. You know, right now, everything is all about like less on the walls. Don't put stuff up. 60% of us, though, say uh, my my style, my home decor style is minimalism compared to 30% of us who are into maximalist movements, which is totally me. I go floor to ceiling with artwork. Yeah, so then you don't have to worry about how high it is because yeah. it's the whole wall covered. I do like a whole frame wall, floor what does to it ceiling. Say, uh, what, what does it say about neon signs, neon Corvette Neon's signs? Neon's hot. <laughs> neon is hot. I'm is it? sorry. It's a hot thing right now. Fluorescent? Fluorescent lighting is super sexy, Bundes. Ladies, come on <laughs> over to the back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Corvette sign, right? That's uh, your, your neon one? or yeah. flu- Is it actual fluorescent? Yeah. Like the, is it the tube? and everything the tube ones like you'd see in a garage or like yeah. in a strip club you know they're the, ex- the strip club like the old beer ones and <laughs> yeah, bars yeah, 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 yeah. I like those ones exactly. they can be expensive because you have to get like a special they're person to, to do it for you who d- does neon lighting and then it can be bad you can get like really harsh neon lighting or you can get like softer tones so it depends on which style you go for but you've had yours for a while mm, but Two years? Is it LED or is it actually... No, it's like a gas tube. It is, eh? And so does it make a buzz noise? Can you kind of hear it if it's quiet in your condo? (laughs) If you you get up close to it, yeah, a little bit. If you touch it, do you get zapped? (laughs) I've never touched it because I don't want to break it in any way. Okay. uh, Replacing that is going to be expensive. Oh, yeah, you're just going to have to toss it. But I want to add to it. I want to get more signs, more neon signs in there. Oh, really? I had a friend who used to, who had like a whole wall of neon signs. You collect them on Kijiji and in auctions and it can look really cool. 
Also, got to be careful about how bright it gets, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Put yeah. those suckers on dimmers, Bundus. <laughs> Could be a lot. sunblock at 10 p.m. <laughs> in Bundus's place. It's basically a giant tanning bed, his yeah. whole condo. But it's good because he likes to wear sunglasses inside. That's so true. It, it kind of works, right? Gives him an excuse. <laughs> Tucker and Mora, when I tell you how Megan Trainer has been spending her money, you are going to be sick to your stomach. Really? Some people should have their money taken away from them <laughs> if they don't know how to use it properly. <laughs> okay. This is nauseating. Megan Trainer has unveiled that she and her husband, Daryl, have side-by-side toilets. Oh, come on! They just did this. What? Recently. They've equipped their bathroom with side-by-side toilets. And they did this because sometimes they have to go at the same time. And I don't know how they didn't figure out that there's another way to handle this situation than just putting another toilet right beside the existing toilet. Here's a genius idea. How about with all that money you build another washer. Oh, 100%. Well, hold on a second, guys. It maybe this is a cost-saving measure because you put the t- instead of building a whole nother bathroom, you just install another toilet. Oh, yeah. It's a cheaper way of going about it, Mora. It's a cheaper way than but it is not the better way by any means. She just was talking about this on a recent podcast. Now, you may be asking, you know, like, you may have some further questions. Let me play a little bit about what she was talking about here. Do you use them together? Often. Um, yes, we Often. pee. We pee at the same time a lot. I can't be near him when he poops because his poops smell foul. Okay. Um, and I can't handle it, even if we have poopery. Um, and a lot of times he forgets to do the poopery. But when I'm pooping, I encourage him, come on in. And we're like, look at this, this. one. Yes, because I'm like, <gasps> this one. Because, because I don't poop. I didn't, I didn't have one. a good like poop life before. Okay. And now we're learning about nutrition and I'm seeing like my poops are like great now and healthy and every day. I mean. Uh, <laughs> so she likes him to be there to witness. Yeah. The poops. She went on to say further in the podcast interview that they have pooped together a couple of times <laughs> but it is very rare what, what? i know what? like what it is, is wrong with you man that's yeah, sacred that is a sacred space like i i couldn't even imagine like when i go into the washroom that is like my one and only safe space i don't want to be bothered that's where i go to hide that's where i go to yeah. get away yeah. from all the problems of the world i don't want to talk to you i don't want to answer the phone i just want to sit there i want to look at my phone i want to watch a youtube yeah. video yeah, 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 yeah. just like you know like what I know. At first, I thought perhaps they were really particular. They have one toilet for number ones and one for number twos. (laughs) You know, one with stronger flush. One with a better flush. Or like a cushioned seat, one with no seat, or just like something very basic. Different style of seat. One with an elongated bowl, one with a different kind of bowl. But yeah, that's crazy. I once, like we've got a bathroom door right now that sticks, so it won't close perfectly like it'll close yeah but it won't like uh close to the point where you can lock it so i've actually swung the door open um and seen my husband on the toilet oh and the horror you can't erase that eh? you the can't horror! Erase that. and he was doing nothing you know it was it wasn't like i saw anything graphic yeah, but yeah. you know i feel like that is a private moment for sure take the money away <laughs> <laughs> 
We got a text from Kate, and she is totally on board with Megan Trainer having two toilets in the same washroom. Side so, by side. So her and her husband can, uh, you know, use the, the toilets at the same time. She says, you guys are missing out. Oh, oh yeah. My girlfriend and I always have poop visits. We plan out our day. We catch up on TikTok videos. When I look for hotels, I look for hotels that have side-by-side toilets. Do they have hotels Uh, like that? She did not clarify. I've seen bidets beside toilets, like separate actual porcelain fixtures. One's Mm -hmm. a bidet, one's a toilet. I wonder if she's just getting confused by that. (laughs) (laughs) The poor person who has to clean the hotel room after. Uh, That's not a toilet. (laughs) That's a cleaning station. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we're missing out. Yeah. No, Sebastian said, these people are freaks. <laughs> these people are freaks. Ah, don't knock it till you try it, though. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I can knock it before I try it. I can't. I've never, I've never seen that side of Deb before, ever. I've been with Deb for 21 years. We've been going out. Mm-hmm. Never seen that. Mm-hmm. We used to share a one-bedroom, uh, I guess it was like a one-and-a-half-bedroom apartment with one bathroom. Never saw that side of her. Kate says they have yet to find a, a, a hotel that has two toilets okay, side by so side. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the hunt is a, on. The hunt is on, yes. You might have to go Airbnb. <laughs> you might have to search that. I mean, I'll tell you how far I'll go not to be like around my wife. Well, what are you worried Deb's going to do? Like, We're getting a divorce. No, but... After I've, what went on in that bathroom, <laughs> we're done. It's just something like, uh, you know, the same reason why I don't fart in front of Deb. I don't need to give her another reason to find me unattractive. unattractive yeah, right. there's enough reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, the best. I'm not, sight, yeah. not the best person to be around all day. <laughs> Last thing I need to do is make it even more uncomfortable for her. <laughs> I get it. And we have kind of a rule. Like you can tell in the morning, usually the stereo gets turned on and you turn it up a bit just to, you know, try and create like a sound barrier, if mm-hmm. you will, if you don't have like a thick physical one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bundus, you guys must have some rules in the condo. You got to incorporate it into a shower. That's yeah. the only move you have when you're sharing a small shower, space. A lot of the time, the tap runs for a very long time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you run the yeah. tap. Yeah. Oh, run yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you got to make sound because you don't have the space, exactly. Kate? Do you ever cough? Do you ever go like, <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> or bang things around a little bit. All of a sudden, it's like you start making the sound of the garbage can, just like... <laughs> The amount of times that I grab the like the uh, the bathroom cabinet and I just time the closing of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I had a friend who swore by laying a basket of toilet paper down first, you know, in the toilet oh, to like, soften like, the blow. Like a basketball net. Like it's like a <laughs> catch, you know? A basket of toilet paper. Just to soften any I've never sounds. Heard of that. I've never by the way, I should tell you that Aaron has yeah. seen side-by-side toilets in a hotel. Kate, if you're listening, you gotta go to Vegas. Vegas (laughs) side-by-side. Because what happens in Vegas stays stays in in Vegas. Vegas. Oh boy, a British surgeon says we gotta stay away from the world's most dangerous sexual position. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, you know. It's a tough one. 
talk to oh, me. Oh, yeah. This is one where you grab your partner. All right? Then you lift him up. Uh-huh. All right? You push him against a wall. Oh! And they got their legs wrapped around you. Ooh. <laughs> then you're just holding them up. And the uh, the rescuer, Mara. Yes. When I'm pulling this move, is that I'm going to drop you and you're going to get hurt. And we're going to both fall over. We're going to teeter over because, you know, we're a little drunk when this happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, you are. No, 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 yeah. no, no. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm gonna all right, all right. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make a guess on two things you said there. This oh. is coming from a surgeon, one. Oh. And two, Tucker doesn't have this happen for him. <laughs> so, Tucker's such a loser. I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know where he is right now, but uh, let's talk about that loser. What doesn't he ever have happened to him? Based on that information, uh-huh, I yeah. got to assume this is either the cowgirl or the probably the reverse cowgirl because of potentially going down wrong and needing a surgeon to come in to fix something. Ooh, and I know Tucker doesn't get the uh, Tucker, uh, Tucker gets what he wants, right? Maybe he just doesn't like to do that. How do you know what he wants? Actually, well, well, what am I kidding? He's a loser. Forget about Tucker. Yeah, Tucker's like missionary 100% of the time. His choice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he likes. He uh, doesn't stray from that. Sometimes he lays diagonally on the bed. That's what makes uh, him crazy. Not often, not often. That loser. So, you're on to something there, Bundes. Okay. Okay. 50% of penile fractures are caused by this position. So, it was key that a surgeon is bringing this up. The angles are all wrong in this position, and you can get crushed by an ill-placed pelvic bone. Mm, doesn't sound good. This is an erratic move, okay? And the position we are talking about is indeed the reverse cowgirl. The reverse! Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Careful out there, friends. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah, I mean, not Tucker. He doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> he never gets that move. The guy's got a 0% chance of ending up in the hospital. <laughs> Guaranteed. That loser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. What a loser. What a loser. Hey, guys. What, what did I miss? <laughs> I, just, I just got back here. Oh, you're in the bathroom? Did I miss the whole thing? Yeah, you pretty ah, much missed the whole thing. Damn it. Damn it. So, something to think about. Mm. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Maura. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't, don't know what to do with that, you're right? about to say, Bundes, don't I probably it. don't say <laughs> it. I'm just going to just go out on a limb just, here. Uh, yeah, just uh, digest that information and be careful, friends. Be careful out there. Caught you, Tucker. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't need to be careful. Oh, sure I don't. <laughs> what do you guys know about me? <laughs> Oh, supply chain issues with the pandemic have been so annoying. I don't think there's been one of us who hasn't struggled to get something that was really hard to get because of the pandemic. What's going to be next in short supply? Uh, Any guesses? Oh, 
I know what it is. What is it? <laughs> Toothpaste. People have got out of their house and they started brushing their teeth again. And there is now a huge demand for toothpaste. Let me see. Hang on a second here. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Toothpaste. I don't, I don't think that's yeah, a good answer. Good answer, Vitus. Yeah, not a good answer. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Can't you use baking soda if you're in a pinch? Mora. No, no, no. All right, so that's wrong. Think about an industry that's only increased and been like booming. Soap, soap. I'm going to stick with Bunnis' approach here. Soap, soap. Bars of soap. Is that a good answer? No, 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 no. That's not it. Think about an industry that's been booming and now they have to meet the demand of everybody doing this one thing. Yeah, online shopping, Amazon. Uh, <laughs> Amazon. Good answer. Yes. Good answer. <laughs> answer. No. <laughs> Computers to shop online. Huh? <laughs> Computers, moron. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe with the chips. I don't know. <laughs> the industry that has been booming, yeah, is like home renovations, right? Break Everybody is buying new appliances, new toilets, new <laughs> yeah. toilets. Good answer. Good answer. Well, I don't know specifically about toilets, but been a lot of wear and tear on those home toilets. You can't use the workplace toilet anymore because you're working from home. Right. No, yeah. it's appliances. Oh. That's more of a fixture. Okay, so yeah, toothbrushes, not so. toothpaste. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Appliances have been a, a problem for like the last year and a bit. Totally. So if you're like looking to buy an appliance now, you're at the back of the line there's stories about families have like a family of four that's been waiting for their new fridge and they've had a mini fridge for like eight months now that they're getting by with you know still waiting for these appliances um and it's all of the demand that's gone up it's all of the reasons that we talked about with the the factories having to close down and then also canada's housing market has been so hot and people move in and they say let's Get some new appliances. New appliances, right? So the uptick in sales has been insane. I mean, who doesn't know somebody that's been renovating a place during the pandemic? So it's just been a gong show. If you've been looking at appliances, I need a dishwasher. Go figure. Well, Maura, why not pick up the new KitchenAid 271 full clean? It washes, it rinses, it dries all in one. Can it also put them away? That's what I'm looking for. Unfortunately, the KitchenAid dishwasher cannot put them away. But what you can do is just store them in the dishwasher. Why bother lifting them from the dishwasher to the cupboard when you know they're just going to end up back in the dishwasher anyway? So leave them in for maximum efficiency. Thank you, Tucker. You're welcome. Now, the real price for the dishwasher is it. Yeah, if you're going to buy appliances, something they recommend is go to a place where you can just like buy it right there. Like you're not ordering it. Yeah. Right? Because those are the ones that are taking a while to come in. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.